Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You're listening to, on 1380 KLIZ and 105 FM, also streaming at KLIZ.com. And find Lakes, Woods, and Irons on wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the show. And uh, my normal co-host, Colin McDonald, is on a well-deserved vacation. And uh, so we're, uh, I got a special co-host today. We're I've got uh, on the line with me Katie Foley, my daughter. If, those of you who listen to the show, we've had uh, uh, over the past couple of years, I've had Joe Foley on a couple of times and, and Michael Foley on. And this is uh, Kate's first uh, first time on the show. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. I, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you standing in for Colin. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I, I, when I told Mac, uh, when he said he was going to be out of, out of town and, uh, uh, that we'd have to try to figure out how to do the show. I, I, I told him, uh, you know, you and I back before you could drive, which hasn't been that long ago, you're 20 now, but when, <laughs> when, when you were in, uh, uh, high school, we used to, in the winter, we used to, uh, you'd go practice in the simulator at the legacy before school or, or have a lesson three, four mornings a week. And, uh, then I'd drive you to school and we always joked in the car, we'd, uh, we 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 call it do- golf talks with my dad. Yeah, and, golf uh, talks on the way to school. <laughs> and, and and we'd uh, uh, you know we joked that we were going to start our own podcast. So here's yes. our opportunity, I guess. <laughs> but uh, uh, Kate, give us give us a little background on yourself and kind of um, how you came to the game. You you're uh, you're just as passionate about all the uh, golf nut golf nerds in our family and uh tell us about how you got into the game and came to it yeah for sure um well both my brothers as they've both been on the show uh grew up similar to me on the golf course I really didn't enjoy golf as much the first 10 years of my life and then once middle school hit I sort of fell in love with the game and uh decided that I liked it enough to start competing and started playing varsity at Brainerd High School in seventh grade and really just fell in love with the process and it would you know it was a way to spend time with both my brothers and my dad and now I play uh, college golf at University of St. Thomas I'm about to start my sophomore year here in a week or two and couldn't be excited more excited about that well that's awesome well Let's, uh, you know, typically our first segment here, Mac and I talk about uh, uh, what's happened in the world of golf. And it was quite a week in the world of golf this past week. Uh, you and I spent, we, we didn't get to watch much golf on on Sunday, but uh, we were sure into the, the two tournaments going on. And uh, uh, I guess I was more into the U.S. Amateur than I was the tour championship, but I, we, we, uh, we're kind of following both. The, the USAM was won by Nick Dunlop and a, a great finish. He, he played uh, fantastic at the, uh, coming down the stretch. And I, I was so interested because of the, uh, uh, it really determined the Walker cup selections, which is next week in St. Andrews, which I'm heading over for on Saturday and uh, give us some thoughts on the USAM Kate. Yeah, it's just really cool to see. I mean, it's a different, going into match play and all of that, you don't see that quite as much. And with the Walker cup coming up, um, fun to watch that and the excitement around, you know, we have a personal connection with the Walker cup as Mike McCoy is 
the captain and uh yeah really really good playing by a lot of players out there you know nick, nick dunlop we, we we've talked a, a lot about uh emotional resilience and the greatest one of the greatest cha- traits of a champion is emotional resilience and um you know he started off the tournament it's 36 holes of stroke play and then the the low 64 going to uh, go into match play. And he started off the tournament par, double, quad, par. So he's he's six over after after four holes and ends up uh, kind of mid- middle of the pack in, in stroke play. Uh, fortunately, he had a really good – and then, then really, you know, wins all his matches, uh, you know, by – I don't think he t- he won any match the 18th hole, but uh, won won in great fashion. So, so that was a great tournament. And then the tour championship was you know incredible. Victor Hovland um, nine shooting under? six, yeah, nine under on Sunday, shooting 61, and uh, you know again, you know, he, he, the, everybody else played really well. I mean, Scotty Scheffler shoots 66. Matt Fitzpatrick, 66, Rory, 66, Brian Harmon, 69. So the top five, uh, Max Homa, 68. So those are uh, the top five. But Hovland on the back nine, um, you know, shoots 33 on the front with a bogey and then goes birdie, 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 par, birdie, birdie, par, birdie for for 28. He has it... um, on on 10 he hits it to three feet on 11 he hits it to two feet on 12 he hits it to three feet on 14 he hits it to two feet on 15 he hits it to a foot and on 18 he hits it to three feet so may have been one of the finest ball striking rounds for sure ever in a you know uh, in a final round but you know in the history of the pga tour so pretty historic yeah, that was just incredible. I mean, as someone who doesn't hit as many greens <laughs> as, as an average golfer, I mean, I, I can't even fathom hitting it so close so many times in a row. And I'd love to know his mindset and just his mental mental clarity. His adrenaline had to have been going, going into number 18. And even after making so many birdies in a row, you just had to have how he kept his calm or his nerves calm and was able to strike it still so well and get it so close. Yeah, you know, he, he I, I, I read a quote by him. He said, uh, it, Amanda Balianis interviewed him following her around and uh, said, uh, you know, she said, Hovland has taken the, taken the right approach. He's improved his weaknesses, which are around the green, his, his chipping primarily. Uh, without losing his strength as a dominant ball striking must be the most important. His mental game shift has been transformational. He said, says, uh, oh, my God. I, or instead of saying, oh, my God, I have a chance to win, I need to birdie this hole. I need to birdie this hole. I need to birdie this hole to have a chance. It was more, okay, what's the right decision to make here and just commit? This is always the right way to play. It's extremely difficult to execute. Even more importantly, his long view is is exactly what you want. He says, it's not like I'm expecting to win X amount of tournaments or X amount of majors. It's just, okay, this is a 
as good as I am right now, what can I do to get better? If I get better, I have a chance of winning these events. Whatever happens, happens. So quite quite a mindset to, um, you know, that, that, that's the mindset of champion. And yeah. uh, you can't, uh, uh, you know, it's so hard to do, but, uh, you know, he said he was, he was never out there pin-seeking or trying to make birdies. He was just... You know, every, every he was just playing one shot at a time and uh, trying to execute execute the right shot. So yeah, I think uh, expectations too. That's a big thing that stood out to me is he wasn't necessarily going in expecting to shoot that nine under. He just went and let himself do it. Let his trusted what he was doing and it came naturally. And I think that doesn't always happen for players. And on an average day, it's not always gonna. You're not always gonna make nine birdies. No, not even not even a <laughs> above average day where you're gonna make nine birdies. So quite impressive. So well, Katie, we, we've got uh we've got some great guests on the show today. Um Scott Pritchard from the PGA Tour Canada is gonna talk about uh uh kind of the, the Canadian tour and the upcoming CR CRMC championship next week at uh Craigan's Legacy courses. And then we've got uh uh, Adam Haugen on from uh, uh, from the preserve. So uh, this portion, yes, this portion of Lakes Woods and Irons is brought to you by Craigan's Legacy Courses, home of the new Tom Lehman 18 and next week's CRMC Classic and SCI Northern, the one with the old man winner on the trucks. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Want to welcome to the show uh, Scott Pritchard, who is the executive director of the PGA Tour Canada. Let's talk a little bit about the CRMC Championship that we've got coming up next week. I, mm-hmm. Last year was such a great event. First year in Brainerd, uh, mm-hmm. first Canadian Tour event in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I think everybody who attended just was blown away by one the level of play how much it was like going to, you know, a, a regular mm-hmm. PGA tour event and then just everything, uh, you know, Craigens did a wonderful job of just s- setting the atmosphere there for the event. And, uh, yeah. I, I get, a, you know, I get a lot of people when I'm on the lesson tee that aren't, you know, they're not golf geeks like you and I are and aren't familiar <laughs> with, you know, what the PGA tour candidate is. And I always explain it. It's, it's kind of like, you know, the major leagues is the PGA tour Triple A baseball is yeah, and then then uh, the Canadian tour is uh, is double A. Is yeah. it, that be a good way of explaining it? So you you might have some you know people take issue with with that analogy, <laughs> but it, you're not wrong. I mean it's a, it's an easy analogy for someone to like it just clicks. They're like, oh, I get that. But here's an interesting thing, and I learned this a long time ago. Uh, which I think you'll appreciate and, and maybe some of your golf fellow golf geek listeners will uh, will appreciate too. But if you look at Major League Baseball, and I, I use hockey because I'm more familiar with that yeah. as you could appreciate, but, you know, we'll take baseball and people can, you know, fact check my numbers. But, you know, let's say on a Saturday, every Major League team is playing. Um, and, you know, on every Major League team, you've got, call it 20 players with you know the active roster for the game and then you know round numbers i don't know the exact the exact number but 
you know, you times that by the number of major league teams there are. And, you know, there's a lot of players. Exactly. So you think about the PGA tour on, on a given week, you've got, you know, on average 144 to 156 players playing at a PGA tour event. You bring in the DP world tour, it's another 156. You bring in the corn trade tour, it's 156. I mean, you're not even at that major yeah. league baseball number. Of right. players. Um, and there's just not enough spots. Right. So, these players are world-class talents. Um, you know, you look at a player like Ryan Gerard, and there's others that we could we could uh, talk about, but th- it's a most recent case. Ryan Gerard played in the CRMC Championship last year. Um, he Monday qualified for a PGA Tour event. I believe it was the Honda in Palm Beach. He finished fourth, uh, and then he parlayed that into special temporary membership on the PGA Tour. So literally, he went from like – six months ago playing in the CRMC championship to he's going to be a full-time member of the PGA tour next year. So the margins are razor thin, Um, you know, to dig a little bit deeper on that. I, you know, this tour, and you think about college players, it's the analogy is, you know, in college, they're great players. Um, Everything's taken care of for them at the college level in terms of their scheduling. Here's where you need to be, you know, I don't know if you're going to say holding their hand a little bit of that. Kind of. Um, and, you know, they come out here and it's like, you know, you're on your own. Yeah. And so I always say like the guys that can figure out the off course elements, the quickest are going to do, they're going to make it to the PJ tour quicker because, and I, you know, if other people heard me on other podcasts, I've said this before, but you know, that sometimes I'll hear guys on a Friday afternoon, you know, on the putting green, they're like, Hey, where are you staying next week? And I just think to myself, I'm like, man, like, you know, imagine you're playing a competition at this level, you know, and the stakes are much higher now than they ever have been. I mean, look at Scotty Scheffler, $21 million he made this year. Um, and you're playing golf under that kind of pressure and you don't know where you're staying next week. Like, I think subconsciously as a coach, you know, you could appreciate like that's got to play a, 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 have a toll on your, your mental performance that, you know, you need to be so disciplined and dialed in on every shot. Um, and so the guy, again, the, the, the players that have their um, call it off course life in order, um, managing time, you know, fitness regime, eating well, you know, traveling, um, you know, as best and effectively as they can are, are going to perform better on the golf course. And, you know, in some cases it's, you know, it can be a financial challenge to, to play on, on PGA tour Canada. Cause you know, we're not playing for a lot of money. Um, you know, we've tried to create a schedule that allows players to drive for the most part between events. Uh, and in, in the cases where they can't, it's a, at least a direct flight from, you know, the one event to the next. So as a tour, we've really taken it up, you know, we're really focused on trying to create a schedule that uh, minimizes costs uh, to the players and time uh, in terms of travel. Um, So I think we've done a pretty good job at that. I, you know, I think for next year, the schedule that we're, we're envisioning is going to be even, even better. I feel like we've done a really good job this year. So anyway, long winded answer uh, to that uh, question, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a grind, but, you know, we've had 65 players make it to the PGA Tour and, you know, 25 wins uh, from the 65 players. So, uh, you know, it's it's a proven uh, a proven ground, if you will, or path uh, to the PGA Tour. 
Uh, you know, what you brought up about, uh, you know, just how you register an event and get into the mm-hmm. event and finding a hotel and do, I mean, the, the, and I going back to what you were talking about, the Canadian National Development Team, they're teaching those kids that, and that they do have it. They have a huge heads up or a leg mm-hmm. up on, on uh, you know, their counterparts. If you, you know, if you're playing for a top college golf program like Oklahoma or Stanford, you're you're flying private to your tournaments. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. barely have to carry your bag. Right. So, exactly. So it's uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, well, we've got the the event next week, and uh, it's the last event on the schedule prior to the uh, Fortnite Championship. And um, so there, there's kind of a lot on the line really next week, mm-hmm. isn't there, as far as you position yourself? and we, We've we strategically positioned the CRMC Championship as the penultimate event, um, you know, for a number of reasons, but certainly for the drama uh, that's, you know, it's going to boil down to a lot. I mean, there's a lot on the line uh, for these players and to have the opportunity to play at Craigens, you know, the new golf course, which yeah. uh, I haven't seen yet, but obviously saw remnants of it last year in the construction that Tom and his team have done. And so we're, you know, we're super excited to to play the golf course. I think it's going to be a formidable test for the players. Uh, Eric and Jack and the whole Craigens team have been tremendous to work with. Um, we we launched our uh, inaugural tournament of the year last year in 2022, and so you can imagine Jack and Eric, uh, Jack in particular, was like, "That's going to be us next yeah. year. We want to be tournament of the year." And I think, you know, they've got all the makings to to make that happen. Um, you know, the volunteer support, the the corporate support from the community in Minnesota, quite frankly, um, has been tremendous, and the effort that that Jack and Eric have put into the event um, along with, you know, volunteers, like I said, has been really awesome. And um, yeah, we're, we're so like to have the, you know, privilege, quite frankly, to to play on that golf course and stay at that facility um, is one that, you know, we don't take lightly and we thoroughly enjoy our partnership with Craigens and CRMC. I mean, CRMC has been there from day one, um, you know, fully invested in the event. Um, you know, we're, again, I think when you look at our tournaments, like there's really four pillars to a successful event. Um, it's the operator, it's the golf course, it's the title sponsor, and it's the community. And we have all of that in Brainerd. And, you know, we're looking forward to a great event, not just this year, but for many more years to come. Yeah, the, the sponsorship has been very impressive. And the people and the companies have stepped up to the plate for it. So it's, it's going to be a great event. Uh, Scott, I think you, you have a sh- uh, pro-am to get to. Is that right? Yeah, we're, well, I'm, I'm going to shake hands and okay. uh, thank our sponsors, but uh, you know, I got to, I can answer a couple more questions yeah. if you, if you have time. Yeah. I, I was going to ask, and maybe it's too, it's unknown yet, but you know, the, with this, you can't call it a merger, but the with mm-hmm. Live Golf and the and the PGA Tour, whatever there you want to call the partnership or merger or whatever, what what impact do you feel that that might have on PGA Tour Canada? It, will it raise purses yeah. and add money? Well, 
Well, I, you know, I think it remains to be seen. I mean, that deal needs to be uh, finalized, which, you know, if you saw Jay uh, yesterday at the tour championship, that's, that's being worked on. So it's, it would be too early to, to tell. I can say that, you know, we're merging Latin tour and Canadian tour next year. It's going to be called PJ tour Americas. Um, We have some, you know, lofty ambitions for that tour, um, both on the player development side, uh, as well as the commercial and, and business side of things. So, you know, more to come on that front. But, uh, you know, I think we got to get through this framework agreement and get it finalized before we can, um, you know, really know what, what the future is going to look like. But I can tell you that I do believe the, the future is bright uh, for the PGA Tour, for Corn Ferry Tour, uh, and for PGA Tour Americas. And, you know, this the merger of Latin Tour and the Canada Tour I mean, you think PGA Tour Canada is competitive now? You know, yeah. wait till wait till next year. Um, so we're really excited about that. Uh, yeah, talk about learning to travel. I, I've had a couple of my <laughs> students play uh, play some uh, Latin Tour or Latin yeah. American Tour events, and that's that's a whole, oh, whole yeah. different deal in itself. So, yeah. well, that that's great stuff, Scott. So, well, I, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, uh, sharing your your story about the PGA tour Canada and uh, look forward to having you down next week. Yeah. Can't wait. We're really excited to get to Brainerd and, you know, the Fortnite cup championship the following week, like you said, top 60 players from Brainerd. So it's going to be a, a real fight. I mean, these guys are playing for a lot. Uh, there's a lot on the line and to have it come down to, to the CRMC championship at Craigans is, I think that Sunday is going to be quite thrilling. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff. So well, thanks, Scott. That was uh, Scott Pritchard, CEO of the uh, PJ Tour Canada. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, also 105.1 FM this year, streaming at KLIZ.com as well. And if you like to podcast, you can find your podcasts, again, Lakes, Woods, and Irons, and you can find us there. Brought your way in part by Shannon's Auto Body with a new location in East Brainerd to better serve the public, and by Holiday Stores on Mill Avenue, Cross Lake, and Excelsior Road. Special guest with us today, Adam Haugen, Director of Golf at Grandview. Adam, how's the year going for you, man? We are very, very busy, which is very good, and uh, the season's gone tremendously well. Yeah, good. You've had a tremendous amount of growth there at Grandview. Uh, not only the the golfing, but boy, the uh, the facilities are just seems like it gets more amazing every time you drive by. <laughs> yeah, we're we're very fortunate to work with the work with the family here at the, at Grandview that they're really into putting back into the facilities and making things better. So every year they're reinvesting more and more, and it's just making things way better. Kind of a fun uh, development, CRMC coming to uh, Craigans this this year again, the Canadian PGA Tour, and uh, you guys are involved this year with the qualifier on Monday before the tournament, right, Adam? Yeah, we're fortunate enough this year we're hosting the Monday qualifier. Uh, obviously, we have a really good relationship with Craigans and and Jack Warrow, who's uh, kind of their tournament director there, and he he came to us this past off season and asked if we were interested, and we said absolutely, and we're just really excited to be involved and look forward to look forward to hosting their Monday qualifier. And that's really players from all over the U S come to that, don't they? And guys that are 
uh, maybe just off the list on the Canadian tour trying to trying to make some hay as well. Yeah, so what you see is a lot of really good uh, college players that have come out in the last year or so. This is kind of the tour they start off on. So they're, they're the guys that they'll be, a lot of them be Corn Ferry next year and, and, and PGA Tour the year following that. So it's, you look at the guys that were here last year, you see a lot of those guys playing well in the Corn Ferry this year, and even a couple of them have made some PGA Tour starts. And they're uh, we're excited to be a part of having having those guys here on property and just in the area as well. Anticipating 60 or 70 guys, I guess, Adam, something like that? Yeah, it's, it's one of their bigger events because it's kind of right before their, their playoffs kind of starts. So they're guys trying to get back into into the points race. And so the qualifier last year had a lot of guys, and we anticipated being right around that, that same number again this year. I was talking to uh, Amy, a PGA, a Canadian PGA Tour official, and she was saying that they had a Monday qualifier win an event this year, which is uh, catch lightning in a bottle maybe and not only win the yeah, Monday qualifier but then win the event. You see that a lot with a lot of these players when they, they just find a little something in their swing or a little swing thought where they just catch fire and they, they go a week, couple weeks and just they're, just, they're on fire. So it, it's not uncommon to see that, but uh, at least the guy in Monday qualified make the cut, but to, to have them go on a win is something pretty special, and I'm sure that's really helped his uh, – ranking coming up there too yeah no kidding adam you've got uh, the preserve and the pines this uh, the qualifier is at the preserve uh, tell our listeners a little bit who are f- maybe familiar with the course somewhat how you're how you set it up a little different for a bunch of guys at this level yeah so we the course is only so long there it's, it's not real real long so our, our defenses up there are kind of the the rough and the green so we're trying to grow the rough maybe a little longer for that day and got to prep the greens so we can keep them real healthy and then just kind of knock them down and make them real fast for the, for that day. Um, as well for like the par threes and some of those shorter par fours where they kind of beat up, we've moved the tees up a little bit to kind of save that turf for those guys so they can experience a little better turfing conditions and be able to play the, the course kind of as long as we can. Um, then it's just a lot of little, little details, making sure the bunkers are consistent and good and we don't want to have a guy get a bad lie in the bunker and that maybe costs us a chance to qualify. So it's just all the little details that what can we do to make it better, more consistent, and just kind of things we do on a, on a normal regular day, but uh, just try to elevate a little bit because these, these are some guys that will be going a lot of places in the next couple of years and we want them, we want them to kind of remember this area in our, in our courses so they can, they can talk about it as well. Sure, yeah, create some good memories. Do you need any, uh, any volunteer help or you're pretty good that way, Adam? Uh, so the Monday qualifier, volunteer-wise, they, the, the tour takes care of it all. It's, it's not a lot of spectators or anything along those lines. So it's, it's just a lot of our staff that are doing the normal day-to-day jobs, keeping the range stocked for the guys and just keeping everything in order. Sure. And then the Canadian tour and then the Jack and some of his staff from the from Craigans and the tournament staff will be over here as well assisting. Guys will be packing their own bags, I suppose, for that one. For the most part, yeah. I'm sure a lot of the guys will have their caddies or they'll try to find somebody local to come help them out. Sure. Um, the local support around here for for the CRMC in any event that, that's around here is just outstanding. The community, I mean, Brainerd, Nisswa, Pequot, the, the people come out and they really support what's going on. So it, we don't anticipate having any issues finding finding help for I mean, for the for the big event, and we're pretty pretty well set for them for the Monday qualifier too. Nice, yeah. A little pressure on the guys coming. That's fun, too. That maybe brings out the best in some. Cream rice yeah, we're, top we're, kind of thing. 
we're anticipating and seeing our uh, tournament course record broken, uh, in competition record broken that day at the preserve. It's, uh, it's currently at 65, which was set this year when we had the Minnesota State Open qualifier. And uh, the overall course record up there is at 64. So we're, we're expecting to see some low scores and maybe be kind of neat to have that broken by somebody that might go might go a long way in, the, in their PGA Tour career. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? I, I know last year I was... I don't know if I was stunned, but uh, when they played the CRMC at at uh, Craigans, the I think there was a 61 every day, all four days. 61s and 62s were fairly commonplace. So these guys uh, yeah, when, know how to play. <laughs> yeah, when the PGA Tour's uh, kind of slogan is "These guys are good," it's not just the PGA Tour. It's it's PGA Tour Canada, the Latin American Tour, Corn Ferry, all those guys. There's so many good players out there that. I mean, you're going to get a guy that's going to catch lightning in a bottle one day, and they're going to they're going to tickle 59 this year. I, I guarantee it at that at that Dutch course. It's a lot of fun, and it being a par 70, you can go real low there. They might they might tickle the the 59 area there. Oh, that would be that would be great. Let's talk about your courses, the Pines and the Preserve, a little bit, Adam. Uh, uh, preserve, uh, like you said, the course record got set there. I've heard I, I've just heard great things about both. Uh, uh, condition-wise, and uh, that it's been a wonderful year for you guys. So I know you're getting a lot of a lot of play. We are getting a lot of play. Yeah, conditions this year are awesome. Uh, as a lot of you probably know, that the preserve struggled last year with some of the greens coming out of the spring. They had a little bit of winter kill, um, so there was about three three and a half greens that took a real big hit last year. But they all came back awesome this year. Courses are in really good shape. Uh, the pines here last fall, the lakes got uh, it, its renovation. Uh, and they got, we had such a nice fall that they were able to start the project on the woods. It was slated for this spring last fall. So that got done a little earlier this spring than anticipated. And then starting September 5th, uh, we'll be shutting down the Marsh 9. And that'll be a pretty extensive renovation there. They're re- we're redoing all the tee boxes, squaring them off, making them bigger, a uh, little more area there for what they want to play we get. We need to move those tees around a little bit more. Again, touching all the bunkers putting in the Ohio's white best sand, uh, some tree removal just to help the turf, turf growth and health and just uh, overall trying to make it a little bit better uh, golf experience for all our guests and members and, and anybody that comes up and plays with us. Maybe be a little bit more like the other two courses when you finish them up, Adam, or uh, I know you guys kind of like yeah, to have yep. a similar a similar look and feel to your nines. Yeah, I mean, we're not changing the footprints of any of the holes. We're just kind of going around, all right, this bunker probably shouldn't be here it doesn't make a lot of sense so we're trying to make the bunkers in a little bit more strategic areas uh make, the biggest thing with the renovation is we've been trying to make it kind of focusing on two things maintainability and playability i mean at the end of the day we're resort course we see a lot of varying type of players and we want to make sure that every ability has, has the same amount of fun so that's sure. that's our yeah. biggest goal yeah um we're not we don't want to necessarily make them easier but, I mean, from the back tees, they're still going to play pretty tough. We're just kind of moving those bunkers to be a little more in play for all the tees and just yeah, just make it an overall better experience. I mean, with the maintenance cost continuing to skyrocket, I mean, right. fuel, yeah. just all that stuff, but keeping it maintainable and just being able to be a little more smart with uh, how we're doing things has really kind of played a big part in the renovations. Well, if you could make the par three number eleven a little bit easier, that wouldn't hurt my feelings, Adam. <laughs> uh, number two on the marsh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that. We're gonna we're adding some more tees there to make it a little bit 
shorter for some of our uh, white and gold and red tee players because right now it's I mean there's a lot of ladies that are from that red tee box they're still hitting three three woods which I mean right they should be able to get in, we should get an iron in their hand and they'll, they'll have a lot more fun with that so <laughs> okay. that's one of the main focuses there is we'll, we'll take care of you don't worry <laughs> sounds good <laughs> <laughs> the uh, amenities of course at both courses are great been out to the pines several times this summer and always have a good experience so you can get yourself a cold one and a, and a nice uh, a nice plate of food as well Adam yeah the, the pines restaurant is doing very well uh, we, we've added a, a new dining outlet up to preserve as well northern soul by Justin Sutherland. It's, uh, he's, he's a kind of a celebrity chef out of the cities. Yeah. He's kind of brought his barbecue and, uh, all his kind of tastes and menus up here to that too. So it, that's been doing really well. Uh, they're still trying to finish out their, their, kind of the, what they're going to figure out and do for the lunch menu. So right now they they have like an elevated turn menu right now, with some pulled pork and burnt ends and kind of some quick stuff that they can keep ready. But for the dinners from they're uh, they're booking from five to nine every night that they're open there, and that's been it's been incredible. I mean, it's packed every night, and people are are loving the food, and it's a it's been a good other option for us to to offer here at Grandview. And man, the view from the preserve when you're uh, sitting down to eat is incredible. <laughs> it doesn't get much better, yeah. And it doesn't. We have we have some plans for hopefully some renovations there there as well, so that uh, it's all pending approvals, but it's could be some more exciting stuff happening there as well. Any events coming up now, late summer, early fall, that you'd like to mention, Adam? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. We have our, our uh, ever-popular fish and golf event that's held uh, towards the end of September. Day one is fishing on Gull Lake. Uh, weigh-ins right around 5 o'clock, and then the next day is followed up with uh, the golf scramble. So it's uh, we award points for how big the fish are, the overall weight of the fish, and how many how many fish of the species that are required to get you get and then uh, you get points the next day based on where you finish in the scramble so it's it's always well attended we cap it at 32 32 boats or 32 teams uh there are threesomes and we're i mean we're we're a couple teams away there from being full our iron man event is the second week of october it's saturday sunday that's got the great that's reputation yeah that that thing fills up it was filled up middle of july probably so I mean that that's been crazy su- successful and people look forward to it every year. They're, uh, they must be masochists because how I set up that course. It, it, <laughs> the most fun for me is setting it up. I don't play anymore. My fun is going out and watch people struggle. Yeah, yeah, I bet that is fun to set up for you. That's uh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's make this tough on these uh, on these pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Adam, best way to uh, get on the golf course out there uh, either. Either membership for next year or the, or the remainder of this year. Yeah, our website, grandviewlodge.com. There's a golf tab there. You can go on there and you can look at our, the memberships we offer currently. Uh, there will be the same offerings next year. Price obviously will vary a little bit going into next year, but you can make tee times right there. You can see our list of events right there. Um, you can click on a link there and sign up for the Fish and Golf if you'd like. And, uh, yeah, the website's. It's great. It'll show you all the other amenities that we offer at Grandview Lodge as well, not just the golf. All right, perfect. Well, like before you said, uh, we, when we were going on the air, Adam, every day is Saturday, so I know you're busy. I'll, I'll I'll let you go and appreciate your time, okay? Yeah, thanks for having me on as always, and uh, have a great rest of your summer. Hope to see you out here.
Yeah, I'll be out there. Adam Haugen, Director of Golf at Grandview. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on The Fan. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, brought to you in part by Holiday Station Stores in Cross Lake, Milner Avenue, and Excelsior Road. And Ernie's on Gall Lake with the de- with deck and patio seating and an unmatched Gall Lake view open year round at eleven. One of our favorite spots, Kate. We were there last night. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, so we got a uh, lot going on in the world of golf. Uh, with the we've got the uh, FedEx Cup this weekend and the Tour Championship. So, um, you know, we've got a couple things on the line. We've got so the, the tour championship ending tournament of the year, which determines, you know, top 50 players for the, the, the um, designated events next, next year. Uh, you can pr- improve your status as far as playing the majors go. Uh, we've got the FedEx cup championship. So that's, uh, you know, $18 million on the line there next year increases to $25 million. That is a lot of money. And uh, and then we've got the, the Ryder Cup scenes uh, on the line because we've, uh, we had, we've got six automatic berths already. And then uh, uh, we've got the, the six captains picked. So uh, let's start off with, with, the, uh, with the FedEx Cup. What, what, what's your thoughts on how they, uh, how they basically they handicap it? You know, they, so uh, presently Scotty Scheffler's 10 under, Victor Holland's eight under, Rory seven under, and so on. What what do you think of how that how they do that, Kate? You know, it's so interesting because no other professional tournament really does it that way. And it's kind of similar to what you would expect at like a club championship <laughs> where you're, you know, the your average person at the club and you give someone who you play with week in and week out a few strokes in your championship event and that's kind of similar to how these guys probably feel um the fairness of it is interesting to me because you know at any given player and if they've made it to that level of golf could have a good day um and even and if you have a good day yet you still have to give someone a stroke or two. It's just, it's just interesting to me the way they do that. I, I don't know if I love it or don't like it. It is really interesting to watch and it keeps me engaged for sure. Yeah. It, it's, I, I always find it's the only, I think over the years they've tweaked the FedEx cup and um, it keeps getting better, but it's the one aspect that, uh, uh, that I'm not, a, that I'm not really a fan of because it, it's kind of hard to follow you know, you're, you've got the tour championship, which is basically your your gross portion of the tournament, and then you've got the FedEx Cup, which is the net portion of the tournament. So, it uh, it, it it creates some. You really have to think about who who who's leading <laughs> and which portion of the tournament and all that. So, um, so it'll, it'll be starting. You know, we're 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 taping on uh, uh, on Thursday morning here. The the it tees off here shortly, so we don't have any results yeah. yet. But you know, the, the other side of it on it is that uh, uh, Ryder Cup is is on the line, and so after last week, we had six automatic qualifiers: Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantley, Max Homan, and Xander Schaffield. Uh, Max Homa played 
really well in the tour championship and that bumped Brooks Kepka out um, by, you know, like three points or it was, it was a very thin margin, uh, which is interesting because Kepka, you know, he didn't really couldn't accumulate any points last year because of live, but his win in the PGA championship uh, and the year before he had a good, good enough that he, that he was still in that, uh, you know, that top five, top six, for the majority of the season. So, uh, so you know, if we go down the line, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Cameron Young, Colin Markov, Keegan Bradley, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Denny McCarthy, Justin Thomas, Lucas Glover. So give me your thoughts on those, you know, the, the six captains picks. Um, you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I, I, Brooks, Spieth, uh, Colin Marikawa, uh, Sam Burns to me are are locks. Uh, Cam Young had a tremendous year last year, has not played very well this year. Keegan Bradley has come into form this year. Um, give me your thoughts on. You know, on- I one thing that I read too is that six of the automatic players um, have never played a Ryder Cup on European soil. Even if they've played in like the when it was here in the U.S. a few years ago, they've never played yeah. on European soil. So I do think that might affect some of the Zach Johnson's decision, maybe, and who who's played over in Europe quite a bit. Yeah. What, um, how they might excel in that setting? Um, for sure, Brooks Kepka, I think like he's a beast. You know, under that yeah. level of competition, or not even level, but in that setting of match playing, you know, you're trying to get into the other player's head you're playing one-on-one against one one person he'll add some controversy there but it, it could be good and you know for I interesting with Cam Young he really hasn't had a great year so I'm I'm not sold on if he'll be a pick um Keegan Bradley has made his way up has he competed in the Ryder Cup before yeah he played uh he's played two Ryder Cups okay so I think he he could be a good pick this year as well, and um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how Zach goes about deciding who continues. But I do think that European soil and who's played over there will will have an effect on his decision. So the the real wild card is Justin Thomas, and yes, uh, Justin Thomas has not had a good year. He, but he's 15th in points. What, uh, what's your thought there? You know, I, I feel like he could be a good pick personally. He's competed in the Ryder cup before he's done well under that setting, you know, him and Jordan bring a lot of team chemistry to the mix, um, which I think is important when you're building a team like that, as someone who's on a golf team, bringing in good personalities. So when you're out playing in the field, you have, you have good support. I think both him and Jordan um, really bring that together for a lot of those guys. So I, I yeah. would say he, he definitely is a wild card, but I, I would say he'll, there's an 80, 20 chance that he'll, he'll, he could be picked. Yeah, I, I, if I were in Zach Johnson's shoes, I, I would absolutely pick Justin Thomas. Uh, number one, he's he's had a couple weeks to work on his game. Uh, first and foremost, he and Jordan Spieth are incredible partners in match play. 
And um, they, you know, they've teamed together in, in three Ryder Cups, and I don't think they've hardly lost a point. Uh, so I, I think you absolutely have to pick um, Justin Thomas. Plus, the everybody on the team loves him, and people he he's great in the team room, but which uh, seems very important in the Ryder Cup and the camaraderie of the team. Uh, and then. You know the, the other pick. I I, I think you got to pick Ricky Fowler. Uh, the, the 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 players love him. Uh, he's he's pl- he's had an incredible year, especially since the first of the year. Uh, and you know he's he's one of the hottest players in golf. So absolutely, I do think that Ricky has had um, a better run the last several weeks. And I think as we just mentioned, the team culture is a big aspect and both all three of those players really bring some good, good chemistry into the, into that. And how about Lucas Glover? Lucas is 16th you know, Lu- on the list. Lucas, I, I personally, I really love Lucas Glover's swing and game. It's, it's fun to see him on the board again. I feel like we haven't seen him do a whole lot the last few years, or if we have, I haven't, it hasn't been blaring red to me. I, I think that he, you know, I, um, I don't know. I don't know what his, what the players' opinions are on him. I think he definitely could be a good pick um, as far as Ryder Cup goes. He's not my top choice, but it, it would be interesting to see him in the Ryder Cup again. Yeah, it's, you know, he, he's won two out of the last three events. Um, you know, I, I think you gotta, even though the Ryder Cup's a, a, a month away, uh, you, he's, he's one of the hottest players in golf right now. And he's, he, he went from one of the worst putters in golf to one of the best putters in golf by, uh, changing his method and his putter. So, um, I don't know, Zach's got a, Zach and the committee have a big uh, decision ahead of them. So let's go. So tell me who, who you're. If you had to choose today, Kate, who are, who are your six picks? Okay, I'm going Ricky, Jordan, JT for sure. And then I would say I'll add in there. I would probably take Lucas just because he's been he's been so hot. Um, uh, tough. Those are those are my top right now. I'll I'll think on right. it. I'll think on it. All right, so I'm going Brooks Kapka, Jordan Spieth, Ricky, Justin, and Lucas Glover. Okay. My last one would probably be Brooks. All right. So well, let's write those down, and we'll see what happens on uh, on Monday. But, uh, so, Kate, uh, you're – about to start your uh, your sophomore year at St. Thomas, uh, playing on the golf team there. Can uh, give us a rundown the 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 day in life of a, a college golfer and tell it. You know what's the what's the biggest difference between playing high school golf and, and college golf? Well, I definitely think obviously it's a completely different level of golf. You know, I I think a big thing for me too is that. Everyone in college golf was the top few spots at their high school, yeah. um, high school level, you know, so you're competing against players who are all really good, especially at the division one level. I mean, it's 
hard enough to play college golf, but getting to division one, you're, you're playing against girls who have all, all competed in that number one spot and all come from really good backgrounds in golf. And, um, you know, it's definitely at a new and intense level, which I love. It's been so fun to learn how to compete. And I think a big thing too, is the 36 whole days. Um, you learn how to play from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. at night, and you're out there beating daylight by the time you get to your second round. <laughs> we had a, I had a tournament in the spring where we we didn't even finish all 18 of our second round. We had to go into the next day. So mo- most tournaments are 54 holes. Is that correct? Yes. So 54 holes. So 36 the first day, 18 the second day. Yes. Okay. And what, uh, so for, for St. Thomas, what, uh, how many, how many tournaments do you play in the fall and then in the spring? We do four in the fall and five in the spring. Um, we have our home uh, tournament in the fall, which is the Tommy Cup matches. And we do a little match play against UND. This, this year's formatting might look a little bit different since we're going to invite some more teams. And then our big event in the spring is Summit League Championship, of course. And then in the in the spring, you do you you travel a lot further in the spring to uh, get into the warmer weather, right? Yes, we do. We um, go to South Carolina, Florida. We we go definitely to some more more places in the in the spring than we do the the fall. Awesome. Well, Kate, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, filling in for Mac and. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan.